Welcome to Perfected by Blood podcast. Our message is the revelation of Jesus Christ, and our goal is to reveal your king priest identity. We do this by opening up the scriptures through the spirit of revelation. This is Masood and Rose Ramandi, and welcome to Perfected by Blood. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to uh, Perfected by Blood uh, YouTube channel. My name is Masood Dramandi, and today I'm going to be talking to you about uh, what is uh, mentioned in Revelation chapter 21. We're going to look at chapter 21 of the book of Revelation and the reality of new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem. But before that, if you're new to this channel, I invite you to subscribe. Uh, so you can be notified anytime we release a new video. And by the way, we have uh, live streaming every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So join us for uh, the live streams. It's fun, it's interactive, and you will be blessed. Also, if uh, you want to also have uh, basically more um, uh, truth sent your way and you want to be added to our mailing list, you can simply go to uh, perfectedbyblood.com forward slash sign up. I leave the link also in the description. So uh, you can first of all get a, an ebook on how to simply understand uh, the Bible, but also be added to our mailing list and we will send you uh, notifications, emails about our live streaming, about new videos, and um, also frequent uh, encouraging messages. But uh, let's get into today's uh, message. This is about what we find in Revelation chapter 21 once again. And we want to discover the truth about new heaven and the new earth. So far, we have discovered um, basically from chapter 1 to chapter 20 of the book of Revelation, uh, amazing truth about uh, the realities of our life in Christ and how uh, the spirit that is in us by speaking to our heart and to our mind is opening our eyes of understanding and also working in us so the process of transformation can begin to happen. And if you haven't watched them, they're all available um, under the playlist uh, book of Revelation. Uh, and just start from the beginning. I'm sure that you will be blessed. But let's look at uh, chapter 21, read a couple of verses. Um, to basically get the context and then we're going to look at some details both in the Old Testament scriptures and in the New. Look at chapter 21 verse 1. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For uh, the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be uh, with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death nor sorrow, nor crying, there shall be no more pain, uh, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. 
I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit uh, all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their parts in the lake of fire, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I don't know about you, but what I had heard about these verses was about heaven and hell. Okay, uh, It was about a group of people that are in heaven somewhere and another group of people that are in hell somewhere. And that uh, this is uh, what happens after something called the millennium, which is thousand years of Christ reigning on earth, which is in chapter 20. And this is the end of it. This is heaven. This is basically hell. And um, that was it. Um, but today we're going to look at the truth because we don't want to be um, presumptuous by assuming things. We want to allow this word of God itself help us by the help of the Holy Spirit to understand what these things actually are talking about. So the first thing that I want to take uh, your attention to and point at is the fact that it says the new heaven and the new earth uh, were seen because the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. First of all, it's not first heaven and first earth. It's the former heaven and the former earth. So before going any forward, uh, we have to get back to the scriptures to understand the story of heaven and earth. Okay, We are in the very last uh, or basically the second last chapter of the Bible. But the first chapter of the Bible in the very first verse we see God creating heaven and earth. So if you want to understand something about heaven and earth and what is the first heaven or the former heaven and former earth and then uh, basically the new earth and the new heaven, you have to go back to the book of Genesis, to the book of beginnings where all things have uh, their origin and look at what actually God says in that context to understand what heaven and earth uh, mean. Because before that, I want to show you something um, basically before going to that story, I want to read a couple of verses and see how literal reading of those things and considering literal heaven and earth would actually create uh, so much confusion for us. Let's quickly look at a few verses and uh, uh, perhaps we can look at Psalm, the book of Psalm and 103. Um, you know what? Actually, let's look at 96 first. We're going to come back here. Uh, chapter 96, verse 1. It says, uh, O sing to the Lord a new song. Okay, that's a new song new song so it's a new it's not the old song because we're gonna see all of this in the book of revelation sing to the lord all the earth okay so let's pause here it tells the earth to sing to the lord okay who cares about earth singing to the lord okay who cares about the stones or the dust of this physical natural earth singing to the lord i mean what's the point of that uh did God, uh, is God basically uh, thirsty for worship from his creation that he's commanding uh, the earth to be singing to him? No, 
this earth that he's talking about is not the earth, okay? Uh, there has to be something more. Let's look at, let's continue to read. Verse 2, sing to the Lord, bless his name, proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations. Okay, there is someone that is singing to the Lord and then it says this glory shall be uh, declared among all nations. Who is preaching the gospel? Who is bringing this good news? Is the earth bringing that or perhaps a people? Okay, so that's why I'm uh, basically going slowly. I want to lay some foundation here that uh, you don't hear the gospel from the earth. You hear the gospel from people that are preaching, um, that are declaring, that are speaking that truth. So let's continue. For the Lord is great and great to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Um, give to the Lord, O families of the people, give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Okay. He says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness tremble before him all the earth so the one that is worshiping is also the earth okay but who worships did jesus say the father seeks the earth to worship him but he said that the father seeks those who will worship him in spirit and truth he was speaking about people he was not speaking about the earth so when we say tremble before him all the earth this is people. This is a group of people that are called the earth. Just as there is going to be a group of people that are called the heaven. We're going to look at that. Verse 10. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. He shall judge the peoples righteously. Let the heavens rejoice. Okay. <laughs> I mean, do you think God is uh, meaning that uh, the heaven... Uh, is going to have a large mouth seen in it that is a smiling. Is that what heaven rejoicing mean? No. Again, who cares about the heaven, the sky or whatever, even spiritual heaven to uh, rejoice? It's not about that. It's about a group of people. God is judging and it says, in verse 10 said, uh, he shall judge his peoples righteously. Therefore, let the heavens rejoice and let, let the earth be glad. Why? Because judgment is coming. The earth and heaven are <coughs> rejoicing because the judgment of God is coming. That's another thing that is mi being mis misunderstood. The judgment of God, when people hear the true judgment of God, they will be rejoicing. They will be glad. Okay, because the judgment of God is that which is declared through Jesus Christ. The judgment of God is the truth of God about man's identity. Okay, so when God shows up, uh, Isaiah says, when your judgment are on earth, the inhabitants of the earth shall learn righteousness. Okay, he doesn't say when your judgment are on the earth, the inhabitants of earth will be destroyed. He says they shall learn righteousness. And what does learning righteousness mean? It means that they will find their identity 
in him. Instead of taking a false image upon themselves, they are finding their true image in God. Why? Because God's de- God is declaring the truth, the word that was in the beginning. And what was that word? Let us make man in our image. Okay, that's God's judgment. That's the truth that God brings. And that is the word that will take care of everything that is the old. But let's continue. So let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and all its fullness. Let the field be joyful and all that is in it. Then all the trees of the woods will rejoice before the Lord. Okay, so what did we see? We saw heaven, we saw the earth, we saw the field, we saw the trees. And he's speaking these things to the creation, which is the heaven and the earth. But these are all, these are not, again, uh, elements of the natural creation. These are the symbolic language of the Spirit of God speaking to man in different states, different conditions, different consciousness, different realities, different experiences. So just as man once experiences the life of the earth, and then also experiences the life of the heaven, the life of the spirit, so also he's named earth and heaven. We know this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that there are two men. One is called the man of the earth, and the other one is called the man of heaven. That's your heaven and earth, okay? So, but we're going to look at more details. So what I wanted you to see from the beginning was... uh, uh, basically to understand that not every heaven that you read in the scriptures is speaking of heaven not every word uh, earth that you read in the scriptures is speaking about this earth these are symbolic language and as we have emphasized in um, these teachings in this series uh, that everything in the book of revelation is signified so also i have to say again heaven and earth is not speaking of literal heaven and earth it's speaking of uh, basically things that God is using to show us the reality of man in different states of being. So I will end 96, uh, Psalm 96, by the last verse, for it says, For his coming, okay, that's, isn't it what uh, the book of Revelation is all about? Be- uh, behold, his coming and, uh, with clouds and every eye shall see him. That's Revelation 1 verse 7, I think. So that's the beginning of the book of Revelation. Apparently, there has been so much judgment up until chapter 21 that now there is a new heaven and new earth and they are rejoicing in what God has been doing. Anyways, for he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and people and the peoples with his truth. Okay, so I think that's clear now. But let's go back to chapter 1 of the book of Genesis, the beginning of this story. Look at verse 1. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth uh, was form uh, without form and void. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, that's the very first word. That's the very first verse of the Bible. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But what is heaven and what is uh, the earth? Let's continue reading verse 14. It says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens. So elements in the heavens uh, to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs 
and seasons and for days and years and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on earth okay so it says there is a heaven and there are elements in the heaven as lights and they give lights to earth okay heaven earth in one verse heaven and earth God created the heaven and the earth but the elements of the heaven give light to the earth let's continue then uh, God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from darkness and God saw that it was good. Okay, so it says now the lights. There's uh, basically the greater light the, and the lesser light and the stars that are in the heaven. They are to give light to earth and to rule over night and day. So what do the heavens do? They rule. What do the heavens do? They rule. They reign. That means there is a kingdom in heaven. And who are the elements of that kingdom? The sun, the moon, the stars. Okay, the sun, the moon, and the stars. So the heaven rules. How does, he, how does the heaven rule? By giving light. And what does it rule over? Night and day. And what is the result of that? The earth will be under the influence of the heaven. So what does heaven and earth really pointing at? Heaven is speaking concerning the rulership. And earth is speaking of that which is under the rulership. Isaiah chapter 66 says, The heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Once again, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What does that mean? That I rule from heaven and the earth is where uh, basically my feet will be upon and what does that mean that everything that is on earth must be subject to uh, basically that which is in heaven so now we saw what was in heaven it was the sun the moon and the star you would say what what does that have to do with God saying heaven is my throne or haven't you heard uh, I think it's Psalm chapter 84 that says the Lord God is a sun and a shield the Lord God is a sun Okay, so he himself is the son of the heaven. Or haven't you looked at the book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 1, I think around verse uh, 16 to 18, that John saw the son of man, his face was, liking, was shining like the sun in its brightness. Okay, or Revelation chapter 10, verse 1, I saw another angel uh, coming down from heaven, his feet on the earth and on the sea, and his, uh, his face was like the sun. So what are we seeing therefore here? God says that there is going to be a ruling over the earth and that will be through the sun of the heaven and that would be the face of God himself uh, ruling. And how does he rule? By giving light. That's what uh, Genesis 1.14 and 15 told us, that he planted the elements uh, which are the lights in the heaven so they can give light and rule over night and day. So God is saying 
that that which must rule must be my face. That means that which is expressed through his face, the knowledge that comes from his face, that which we can see in his face, that must be ruling over our lives. And that means there has been another face before that. There has been another thing that we had seen and we thought that is the heaven. We thought that is God. And we allowed that to rule over us. And guess what? We were subject to it. And then uh, we were believing a lie. And that's why we were living under the darkness toward the truth of what God is showing us. So anyways, now what does... Um, the the uh, light of the heaven do on earth or let me put it in some in other words that you can understand what does the light of the sun of the heaven do on earth think about that for a moment other than basically uh, um, ruling over night and day or separating night and day uh, or light and darkness what is the effect of that on earth? If there is no light on earth, there will, there will never be produced anything on earth. On earth. Okay? The seeds of the earth shall never, bear, uh, shall never grow, come out of the earth to manifest themselves and to bear fruit. So in order to have fruit on earth, we need the light of the sun. So guess what seed is planted in you and me? Guess what the parable of the sower and the seed uh, meant when Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a man who planted a seed in his field. Later on he said the, uh, the field, the earth was your heart and the seed is the word of God. And in order for you to have that seed that is planted in you to come out that your true reality, your true uh, consciousness would manifest itself for your true identity to be seen you need the light of the heaven and that is the light of the sun uh, in the heavens uh, which is God's spirit okay so anyways um, what we know now is that God in the beginning created the heavens and the earth now the book of Revelation tells us um, that uh, the former heaven and the former earth uh, passed away and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Before actually um, going so deep into this, let me quickly show you something in the book of um, in the book of Second uh, Corinthians. Let's quickly go to Second Corinthians chapter 5. And this is just amazing because it's one verse and uh, it's just a parallel uh, verse to Revelation 21 verse 1. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. A new creation is a new created thing. What did God create in the beginning? God created the heavens and the earth. So what is God, the new creation, the new heaven and the new earth? Okay, guess what we see after that? It says, 
all things have passed away. Okay, wait a minute. When it says, uh, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Do you think it's speaking of that he is uh, basically this earth and this heaven that is outside? No. I mean, I think you and I understand that this new creation is speaking about the new man that you and I are. So it says, therefore, the new creation that God is talking about is the new man. Now, right after that, he uses the word that is used also in Revelation 21.1, and it's the word passed away. So here it says, you are a new creation and the, the old things have passed away. So what is the old thing that has passed away? It's the old creation. So if that's true, uh, and if the new creation is the new man, what is the old that has passed away? I think old man, isn't it? So then Revelation 21, when, when we read uh, that there was a new heaven and new earth, what was that? The new creation. So what was the former heaven and earth that had passed away? Well, the old man. So the, this story is about the old man and the new man. Now, let me... Uh, and by the way, after that he says, Behold, all things have become new. Behold, all things have become new. And that's verse 6 of Revelation 21. He who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Okay. So this is not about going to heaven. This is not about someday in future, uh, after the thousand years of some 144,000 Jews reigning on earth and uh, stuff like that. This is about the reality of the new creation. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ right from the beginning, from verse 1 of chapter 1 of the book of Revelation to the very end of chapter 22. And through that, what God is doing, what Jesus is doing, is causing everything that was old to pass away so that which is new would uh, show itself. Now, let me show you something in, uh, in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 1. Now, Hebrews chapter 1 says, by the way, in verse 1, in the past, God spoke through the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken through his son. Then he goes on to say, this son is sitting at the right hand. He's on the throne. He's the same one that says, behold, I make all things new in the revelation, in the book of Revelation. But then he says something about this, that um, about him in verse uh, 10, it says, and you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the works of your hands. Did you see the word heaven and earth mentioned here? And he says, they are the works of your hands. Verse 11, they will perish. Oh, wow. <laughs> Heaven and earth. Okay, so think about the way that we had understood this in the past, or maybe some of you that are listening right now, watching right now, uh, you believe the same thing, that this is literally speaking of heaven and earth to perish. So now let me ask you a question. Uh, according to Christian theology, everyone that, is dead and believed in Jesus is in heaven right now. So, if this is about, according to again Christian theology, a futuristic time where God actually will destroy the heaven and the earth, where are going, what is going to happen to those people that are in heaven? If the heaven is going to perish, and if this is exactly speaking of that uh, happening, 
that uh, you laid the foundation, they were the works of your hands, but they will perish, then what would happen to them? Well, it's not about that. This is about, again, once again, God formed man, God created man in the beginning. But then it says that man, we come to uh, the revelations of Paul the Apostle, and he says, let me tell you something. There is an old man, there is a new man. The old man was from the earth, the new man is from heaven. And you were uh, the old, but then through the cross, you died, you were baptized into Christ, and then you were raised in the newness of Christ, in the newness of the Spirit, in the newness of life. And uh, so it says all of this is going to be happening, happening because of the Son of God being seated on the throne. Okay, and he says, let me tell you something. God in the past spoke through the fathers in these last days, has spoken through this son that is on the throne. So if you continue to listen to this son, all things become new. But guess what? If you don't listen to the son, who are you going to be speaking to? The prophets. Okay, let me say it again. If the one that is on the throne in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, I think verse 6, he says, He who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. That means, and uh, Hebrews chapter 1 says who he is. He says he's the son because it says God in the past spoke through the fathers, verse 1. Verse 2, in these last days has spoken through his son. Verse 3, he's the brightness uh, of his glory and after he washed our sins he sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty on high okay so now he this son is the one that is speaking to us and you remember when God spoke out of the cloud um, when Jesus uh, Peter James and John were on mountain he said this is my son in the presence of uh, Moses and Elijah he said this is my son hear him that means everything that is uh, that God is speaking now is through this son and he's able to make all things new and if he's the one in the book of Revelation showing himself as the son of man with face like the sun and God said the son of the heaven will rule on earth now if you don't listen to his voice guess what other son will be shining on you and you would receive that light and you would believe that light, everything before Christ. One of them being Moses himself, the law of Moses. Yes, I think you remember Moses' face also shone like the sun. So what are the old heaven and the old earth that need to pass away? Let me say, there are many things that Jesus talked about that were called the old in the context of the law and the old covenant. First of all, the old covenant itself is one. The old man is another one. And Jesus talked about the old wine, the old garment. When they talked about fasting and prayer, he talked about that oldness. Um, Paul in the book of Romans talks about the oldness of the letter of the law and not the newness of the spirit so what are those things they are all the elements of a heaven that is ruling over you okay and because you have been the earth subject to that the word that has been planted in your heart hasn't been the seed of the kingdom of god it has been tears and other stuff they have been the words of the law without understanding and because of that the fruit has been thorns and thistles and not 
the fruit of the tree of life. Okay, I just gave you everything uh, that the book of Revelation is talking about in a nutshell. Uh, I mean, uh, that's everything. It's what God said to uh, Adam. He said, because you, you heard uh, or you heeded the voice of your wife and not my voice, then uh, instead of basically life that you were supposed to be bearing, you will uh, bear thorns and thistles. Okay, because he ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He received the seed in his heart and that knowledge in his heart that uh, instead of bringing fruit for him, instead of bringing life for him, instead of him having experience of life, divine life, joy, peace, uh, righteousness, all those good things, it was a thorn in his flesh. Okay, so anyways, um, let's uh, look at couple other verses just to um, see the beauty of these uh, revelations. So, um, yeah, let's go back to, okay, by the way, let me just mention this. The book of Revelation um, speaks of heaven and earth and sea often. Uh, and everything that you see happening in the book of Revelation is in one of these realms. Um, and in fact, uh, right from the beginning, you see that. Um, let me say, the Son of Man that appears in chapter 1 and uh, John sees him, he himself has all these elements in him. Let me just read it for you if you're not familiar with the scriptures. Uh, chapter 1, verse um, Verse 10, it says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega. This is the same one that was in Revelation chapter 21. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. What you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, Ephesus, Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to his feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair uh, were white like wool and as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass and uh, as if refined in the furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. You begin to see the elements of the creation. Many waters. What is that? The river. What is this? The river of life. The sound or the vo his voice was like the voice of many waters. His voice was like the voice of a river. Okay. Uh, verse 16. He had in his right hand seven stars. What do you see? Elements of the heaven. God created heaven and he put in the firmament of the heaven uh, the greater light, the lesser light, and the stars also. So in his right hand he has the seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance, his face, was like the sun shining in its strength. Like the sun. So the face like the sun and in his hand he has seven stars. So what do you see? You see the heaven. This man 
is a new man. This is the Lord Jesus Christ raised from the dead, but not only Jesus Christ. This is the Christ, head and body, those who have been transformed into his image and his likeness, just as God said in the beginning. So you don't see the heaven, you don't see the star and the heaven in a sky, you see them in a man. Okay, his face is the sun, his hand has the stars. Okay, in fact, if you look at the same person in chapter 10, uh, it says, I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud. Okay, that's another element of the heaven, cloud. He was clothed with cloud and a rainbow. Oh, okay, another thing from the heaven. Who is this? It says an angel. It's a messenger. It's basically the Lord Jesus Christ himself again. So a rainbow around his head and his face like the sun. Okay, you have the cloud, you have the rainbow, you have the sun, and you have the stars. This is the whole heaven. But who is he? He's a man. He's a new man. Okay, this is the picture that Paul the Apostle saw in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, when he was caught up to the third heaven to paradise. It says, and he, uh, he saw a man. Okay, and he says, um, I saw a man in Christ. So what did he see? If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. He saw the new man. He saw himself in Christ and he saw the beauty of that. He saw that this is the new creation. I mean, the sun, the moon, the stars, everything, the earth, they were all speaking of who mankind is. Okay, so uh, let's quickly go to um, trying to find my uh, notes. I had a couple of verses that I wanted to uh, read for you. I don't know what happened to my notes, but that's fine if we don't find it. Anyways, uh, so let's go back to Revelation 21. It says now, uh, once again, verse 1 says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Okay, let's pause here. Um, you see that we are now moving toward everything that was in the beginning. Because in the beginning there was a heaven, there was an earth, but also there was a woman. Now, that woman's name was Eve, and she came from a place. And guess what that place was? Adam. So, Eve came out of Adam. Likewise, here it says, the new Jerusalem came out of heaven, and she's the bride. Okay, let me say this again. Genesis chapter 2 says, God formed man out of the dust of the ground. So man was a earthly man. And it says, from within him or his side or one of his ribs, he brought out um, and built or formed. Literally, the word means built. And I will be talking to you about why the word built. So out from within man, he brought a woman and she was his bride. Okay, there was an earthly man, and from that earthly man, a woman came, and she was the bride of these, but these two uh, both were earthly. 
Okay, so Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5, he says that story, which is said in Genesis chapter 2, which says, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and join to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. It's a great mystery, not about man and woman. It's about Christ and the church. Okay, so in the beginning, there was a man of the earth, and a woman came from within him, both earthly. But in Revelation chapter 21, there is a heaven and from within heaven comes out a woman. Okay, what is this? This is Christ, the heavenly man. From within him, the bride comes out, which is the church. Okay, but not the church of chapter 2 and 3 of the book of Revelation. That's full of spot and stuff like that. This is the glorious church that has received the love of Christ, that has been washed, that has been purified. It's spotless. It's without wrinkle. It's without any, um, anything on, his, on herself. She's beautiful. She is coming out of her, and this is what uh, Christ says to her. You are flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. So from heavenly man comes another woman. She is also heavenly woman. Okay, so these two, and out of him, she comes on earth, and she's also a city. Because uh, every new, okay, let me say this. Eve was called the mother of all the living, yet the living according to flesh. Okay, every one of us, according to flesh, are children of Eve. She's our mother. And God said uh, she, she was actually called Eve because she was to be um, the mother of all living. But about this new Jerusalem, Paul tells us, same man who actually gave us the mystery in Ephesians chapter 5, tells us in Ephesians, in Galatians chapter 4, uh, but Jerusalem which is above is the mother of us all. Okay, so from the heavenly man Christ comes out a woman, and that woman is the mother of us all. That means from now on, the birth of the new creation on earth is going to be from the marriage of Christ and his body. The two shall become one. And the fruit of them are going to be sons of God. I hope this is not too much. I hope you can handle this. But this is the beauty of this mystery. Once again, Adam of uh, chapter 2 of Genesis, it was an earthly man. Christ of Revelation 1 is a heavenly man. From both of them, two women came out. One is Eve, the other one is the bride of Christ. Okay, and these are, these two, uh, Adam and Eve were the father and mother of all uh, men and women and creation according to flesh, but Christ and the church are uh, now the uh, that basically the two parts that their union together can form or can give birth to sons of God on earth. Okay, now uh, up until now, it has been all old things passing away and the new has been growing and growing and growing. That means from Revelation chapter 6 up to chapter 20, uh, all that we see is destruction over and over and over and that's the old being uh, overcome, the old being removed, uh, the old covenant being removed, the old uh, basically wine, the old garment, the old man, all those are being 
basically removed one after the other and how is that happening guess what it says in i'm going to read it for you chapter 20 end of it it says the face of the one that was sitting on the throne caused the heaven and the earth to pass away okay and what was his face the sun which sun the sun of the new heaven look at chapter 20 verse uh Verse 11, it says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Okay, what was his face? The sun. Now, let me show you something after that. Look at verse, um, Then uh, death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Anyone and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now I saw a new heaven and new earth. What happened? It says there was someone that was on the throne. His face is like the sun. And the old heaven and the old earth passed away. But it says also uh, there was fire after that. So what happened? Apparently, that heaven and earth were also burned with fire. That's why we see a new heaven and earth. Paul talked about this. Uh, sorry, Peter, in his second epistle in chapter 3. Uh, let me quickly show you this. Second Peter chapter 3, verse, one, verse 10 says, uh, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away. Okay, I think that's the same thing that you're reading in chapter 20 and chapter 21 of the book of Revelation. So, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which uh, the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. Okay, heaven and earth burnt up passing away being burnt up let's continue therefore since all these things will be dissolved what manner of person ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness looking for or expecting and hastening the coming of the day of god meaning you must desire this okay this is not something that you would fear this is what you need okay that means the coming of the day of the Lord is not something that people are frightened. Only the carnal man will fear the coming of the day of the Lord. And because of that carnal perception that they think the day of the Lord is about destroying the heaven and the earth, literally, um, stars falling down from heaven, literally, famine on earth, literally, earthquake on earth, literally, they, they want to be escaping this planet. They call it rapture. Okay. And those, all those uh, are basically uh, doctrines are built because of the lack of understanding concerning the scripture. They misunderstand the scripture and they twist the scripture to their own destruction. I'm going to read the same exact thing that I just told you in this chapter. Okay, let's continue. Verse 12, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be dissolved being on fire and the elements will melt with fervent heat okay so this is the face of the son of god that is sitting on the throne uh, that face that is the um, son of the new heaven that is able to give light and rule on earth 
is causing the old to pass away. Don't you want your old to pass away? Don't you want to be free from uh, everything that was of the old? Do, do, don't you want to be free from the law of sin and death? Don't you want to be free from flesh? Don't you want to be free from performance, from self-condemnation and self-righteousness? Anything that you had inherited from Adam? Don't you want to be a new person? Guess what? By looking at the face of Jesus Christ, which is the son of righteousness, that will shine light on you. You will come out of your darkness and you begin to see who God is. And instead of fearing him, you will run to him. And these verses will not anymore scare you. This would become the, the, uh, the depth of the treasures of the uh, word of God that will be speaking to your heart. And you would, as it says, Peter says, if you understand this, you will be hastening. You will be looking for, you will expect this to happen. Uh, that this fervent heat would come and do its work. Anyways, let's go. Uh, chapter verse 13 nevertheless we according to his promise look for ready new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness dwells okay wait a minute verse uh, 10 said the earth and the works that are in it shall be burned up but verse 13 said but we look for an heaven and earth in which righteousness dwells works righteousness old the new the old man was living according to the works of his own hands. The new man receives righteousness from God. God said to Adam, you will toil. The works that are in earth, speaking of uh, that law of performance, human reasoning, living under the curse that man has brought to himself. He thinks that he needs to work to please God. And the Old Testament was the perfect Old Covenant was the perfect picture of this because they uh, brought sacrifice daily and offering repeatedly sacrifices that could never purge their conscience from sin. And God says, I want that to be purged. I want you to be the place that righteousness to us. So guess what the new heaven and the new earth is then? It's not a planet. It's not this planet. It's not the sky. It's not another planet that is way beyond the atmosphere and the space if that was so all you needed to do is was to build uh, a spacecraft and just put all your money in it and every every human being would come together and just build that one spacecraft that could become so fast that they could just travel through the space and beyond the space and get into heaven that's not how it works because it's not a place it's a realm of being it's a realm of consciousness it's union with God that's the new heaven it's a place that you are living in Christ you see through Christ you think through Christ your eyes are the eyes of Christ your ears are the ears of Christ your identity is the identity of Christ because you are made one with Christ you're the bride of Christ you're the bride of the lamb his blood has washed you has purged you allowed your conscience to be cleansed from the old that you don't remember anything of the old and everything has become new let me show you this in isaiah chapter 65 you should be familiar with this but you're gonna read it uh, 65 verse 17 for behold i create new heaven and new earth and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind 
Okay? How many of you still remember of your old? How many of you still are in the bondage of the old thoughts? What you did uh, 25 years ago? What your parents said 40 years ago? What your classmates did to you 55 years ago? How many of you are still remembering your sin? Okay? You're still allowing the old heaven and earth to rule, the old heaven to rule over you. If you still allow, God said the new covenant is this. Read uh, Hebrews chapter 10. Your sin and lawlessness I will remember no more. So if he doesn't remember, but you remember, who is telling you that? See, this is not about God destroying things. This is about God renewing things. Now, let me ask you a question. Peter said in first, in second Peter, same chapter that we were reading a few verse before, in verse uh, maybe four, five, six, the story of Noah and the flood, it says the world that was then perished through the flood. Now, let me ask you a question. Did the earth at the time of Noah cease to exist just because the flood came? And did the heavens, uh, were the heavens destroyed? No. What happened? There was a washing. All that happened was a cleansing. Uh, it wasn't a destruction, it was a renewing. So now let me ask you a question. You believe in Jesus, you came one day, you realized that Jesus is Lord, you gave your life to Jesus, you were born again, the Spirit came, you were filled with the Spirit. Now let me ask you, did you change? I mean, did you get, uh, you know, everything was um, uh, like that body that you had was destroyed? and God uh, made you a new body and you lived in it? No. What happened? You were the same exact person. What happened? Your consciousness was changed. Like I was a Muslim, I believed that I was, I was told that I am a servant of God, that I must please Him, that I need to pray and fast, otherwise uh, when I die, I will stand before Him and I will be judged and according to our, my works, I will either be granted access to heaven or I will be thrown to hell and I will uh, burn with uh, eternal fire. By the way, that's the belief that also many still hold on to in Christianity. So one day I heard a voice, a noise from heaven, a voice from heaven. Uh, God himself spoke to me and he said, do you know who you are? I said, no. And then he changed. He revealed that to me. What happened? My consciousness was changed. The reality of my awareness was changed. I was an old man. Suddenly I became a new man. I thought I was a servant of God. Then he immediately showed me that I'm being transformed to the image of his son. This is, by the way, exactly the verse that um, uh, the Holy Spirit opened up to me. And that was the moment that I truly knew that I was a brand new person. So um, the time of the Noah, when we read that the world that then existed perished, it didn't. It wasn't a literal perishing. It was the system that was ruling over them was perished. But otherwise, the earth and the heaven were left behind. Okay? So don't try to escape. Remain. Be left behind. Okay? Possess the earth. Because God said, the righteous shall inherit the earth. You're not going to go anywhere. You're going to stay here because God's plan is not to destroy. God's plan is to renew, to refresh, to bring... Uh, to, re to remove uh, actually that uh, old. Now, uh, it says in order for me to do this, I need a people. I, I, I'm not going to do this alone. I need a people. God always chose a people. God 
uh, in the midst of uh, the rebellious of the entire uh, humanity, God always came to one and built a nation out of him. So God came to uh, people that were rebellious at that time, uh, at the time of, you know, the story of Bab uh, Babel, Tower of Babel and all of that. God comes to um, Abraham and he says, Abraham, I'm going to do this. I'm going to bless all nations. But to do that, I'm going to bless you. And that means I'm going to give you a seed. And through that seed, I'm going to bless all nations. That seed, Paul tells us, it's the Christ. So Christ is the one through whom all nations shall be blessed. But Abraham is not uh, bearing any seed. Melchizedek comes to him. And he says, blessed be Abraham of the Most High, possessor of heaven and the earth. Okay, what does that mean? God says, I'm going to possess my creation through you, through that seed. Okay, what is that seed, the Christ? Who is he? He who was in heaven, he came on earth, he came even below the earth, he went below the earth in his death, and then he was ascended on high so he could fill all in all, heaven and earth. Now, what does that mean? That was symbolic of Christ to descend into the lowest consciousness that is in humanity and begin to work from there and purge and purge and purge and purge and bring consciousness of mankind to the heaven where he sees himself seated with him, with God on the throne. So God said, Abraham, I'm going to make a people. Now, the nation that came out of him physically they did not do the job. The nation of Israel, they were rebellious. They themselves became idol worshippers, pagan worshippers. And God, again, that old was gone. Christ came and through Christ the church was born. Even the church became rebellious. The church also formed Babylon within uh, itself. The system that was in the church was confusion, was so much division. There was listening to false teachings and false doctrines and not the doctrine of Christ, which is if one died, all died. And because of that, men were back into uh, their works. They turned back to the law. Uh, they turned uh, away from the Lord, from the gospel of grace. They turned back uh, again to where they came from just as Peter says a dog returns to his own vomit so they were in that stage but then God says okay my people come out from this system come out of Babylon come out of this harlot woman and we've covered this in the past uh, few uh, sessions if you haven't watched them just watch chapter 17 18 19 this is about uh, Babylon the harlot and the bride uh, of Christ anyways so he goes on to say you know what uh, I need a people and God is showing us that God is making all things new and through this newness God is bringing out a woman that can be the helper for the man because when God brought out Eve out of Adam he said now before that he said uh, I need a helper for this man so God says I need a help for myself I need a help for Christ and guess what that is the church the glorious church, the bride of Christ that comes out of Christ. I mean, figuratively, when Jesus was crucified on the cross, they pierced his side and out of his side, the blood and water came out. And Ephesians tells us that washing was for uh, the church so it could be washed and be presented as a glorious church to Christ. Okay, so the water and the blood, the word and the spirit of God that comes from Jesus Christ 
is the reason that uh, we as the Church of Christ receive a new identity, new consciousness. We see ourselves as the bone of His bone, as the flesh of His flesh. And now in our marriage between Him and us, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Okay, so these are, uh, of course, multiple levels of revelation because everything that you see in the book of Revelation um, is about Christ and the church and that uh, Christ has been uh, expressed through many signs and likewise uh, we have been uh, also expressed to many signs. So for example, you see Christ as the Son of Man in chapter 1, but you see Him as the Lamb in chapter 5. You see Him as the one that is sitting on the throne. You see Him as the angel that descended from heaven in chapter 10. You see Him the one that is on the cloud uh, on chapter 14. Um, you see him as the Alpha and the Omega, the Almighty, the one who has the seven stars in his right hand, the one who is called the faithful witness, the firstborn from among the dead. These are all the revelations of Jesus Christ. Every one of them minister to a portion of your consciousness in the level that you live. So the more you know him, the more you find yourself in him. Just like um, I use always this uh, analogy or the story of Adam and Eve that uh, when God brought Eve to Adam, she had no understanding concerning herself. She didn't know who she was. She didn't know her uh, origin. So when God brought Eve to Adam, it was Adam who knew where she had come from. So that's why he said, well, you are flesh of my flesh. You are bone of my, my bone. You came out of me. So likewise, you and I as the church don't know who we are. It's the Christ that tells us face to face, standing face to face with us. He says, you are flesh of my flesh and the bone of my bone. Okay, these are all the mysteries that need to be internalized, experienced, exercised in uh, relationship and fellowship uh, with him. So um, he don't anymore say, oh, uh, we are just a bunch of sinners. We're uh, saved by grace and we can never be anything or we can never... Uh, attain the fullness here and we uh, all will die. No, that's a lie. Okay, if you believe that, repent and believe the gospel because the time has come, the time is at hand so that we, instead of listening to the spies uh, that went into uh, the promised land and came and said, you know what, we can't, uh, we are nothing, we are grasshoppers. That's, by the way, the story that happened with the children of Israel. But it's happening in the church today too. Well, we can't, we, we're not uh, going to. Well, who said so? It wasn't God. God said, get up and go. It was the false brethren who brought uh, a bad report that said, we can't. And that's because they relied on themselves. God never said that you will do this. He said, I will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will be with you and I will cause you to inherit the land. Likewise, Jesus, he said, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will be, I am with you to the very end of the age. What is that age? The age that everything is consummated, that you have come to a place that uh, just as he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, that his authority would cause you to become a new person. A brand new person and it says now out of this marriage this beautiful glorious uh, church comes out which is now uh, she's on earth she's not in heaven by the way she came out of heaven she's on earth and now in her is a street of gold in her is a throne in her 
is the river of life. These are all chapter 21 and chapter 22 of the book of Revelation. So this is not a picture of a literal heaven somewhere. You're not going to go to heaven to eat from the tree of life. There is no nothing called the tree of life literally. The tree of life is the Christ life, is the knowledge that comes from Christ. It's to uh, be planted by uh, the word of God and the identity would come out uh, because of the word that was planted in us. Remember the parable of the sower and the seed? Okay, let me show you something. Um, let's go to the book of Daniel, uh, chapter 4, I think. Let me just quickly find it. Chapter, um, chapter 4. So this is Nebuchadnezzar, um, king of Babylon. He's having a dream and then he calls uh, people and then Daniel eventually comes to interpret um, the dream. Uh, yeah, I kind of lost my notes, so I, uh, I actually I found it. Great. So everything that I've been talking to you about uh, has been whatever the Holy Spirit has been showing me, but it's good because I need to uh, mention uh, this verse also uh, because it will help you to understand the story of the heaven, the earth, the trees, and all of that. Uh, so let's look at Daniel chapter 4 and verse uh, 10. Uh, look at verse 1. Let, let me start from verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar the king to all the peoples and nations and all the languages that dwell on dwell in on the earth. Um, so there is an, it says, the, uh, to all people, nations and languages that dwell in all the earth. When you see the word all nations, all language, and all of that, because he was the ruler over the earth. And you see the same thing in the book of Revelation many times. All tribes, all nations, all languages. Okay, so, uh, and we weren't supposed to have a man ruling over us. God was supposed to be the king over mankind. So, first of all, here uh, we are having a king and he's the king of Babylon, and the book of Revelation has a Babylon, and there is a beast that is the king of that Babylon. But we already saw who Babylon was, and who the king of that Babylon is, the kings of the earth. These are again people, but uh, within the church. Anyways, so let's go on to uh, verse 2. It says, I thought uh, it could be uh, I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked for me. How great are his signs and how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. This is the words of king of Babylon, okay, after something that happened to him. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house and flourishing in my place. I saw a dream which made me afraid and the thoughts of my, uh, my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Therefore, I issued a decree to bring all the wise men of Babylon before me that they might make known to me the interpretation of the dream. Then the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers came in and, in, and I told them the dream, but they did not make known 
to me its interpretation. But at last, Daniel came before me. His name is Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God, in him is the spirit of the Holy God. And I told the dream before him, uh, saying, Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the Holy God is in you and no secret troubles you, explain to me the visions of my dream that I have seen and its interpretation. Uh, these were the visions of my head while uh, on my bed. I was looking and behold a tree in the midst of the earth and its height was great. Okay, please, I'm not going to explain anymore. I've been talking about heaven, earth, and the seed planted on earth, and the tree growing, and all of that. So pay attention to the dream and then the interpretation of the dream. And this is what God is saying to Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, a man. So let's continue once again. Verse 10. These were the visions of my head while on my bed. I was looking, and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong, and its height reached to the heavens. Okay, there was an earth, there was a tree on earth, but that tree grew in height, and its height reached to the heavens. We are talking about new heaven and new earth, the old heaven and the old earth, the context of heaven and earth. Anyways, and it could be seen to the ends of all the earth. Its leaves were lovely, its fruits abundant, and, its, and in it was food for all the beasts of the field. Um, the beasts of the field uh, found shade under it. The birds of the heavens dwelt in its branches, and all flesh uh, was fed from it. I saw in visions of my head while on my bed, and there was a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven. <laughs> he cried aloud and said, uh, said thus, Chop down the tree and cut off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts get out from under it and the birds from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump and uh, roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him gaze with the beasts uh, on the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from the heart of a man. Uh, let him be given the heart of a beast, king of Babylon. And let the seven times pass over him. This decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdoms of men. Gives... Uh, and he gives it to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belteshazzar, King, uh, declare the interpretation, since all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation, but you are able, for the spirit of the holy God is in you. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was astonished. Uh, for a time, and his thoughts troubled him. So the king spoke and said, Belteshazzar, do not let the dream of and its interpretation trouble you. And Belteshazzar answered and said, My lord, the dream may the dream concern those who hate you, 
and its interpretation concerning your enemies. The tree that you saw, okay, this is the interpretation. The tree that you saw, which grew and became strong, whose height reached to the heavens and which could be seen by all the earth, whose leaves were lovely and its fruit abundant, in which was food for all under which the beasts of the field dwelt and in whom branches in whose branches the birds of the heaven had their uh, home, it is you. <laughs> Daniel told him, the dream that you saw, that tree that was on earth and its top reached to the heaven and it was seen by all the earth, it's you, king of Babylon. It is you, O king, who have grown and become strong for your greatness has grown and reaches the to the heavens and your dominion to the end of the earth. So he had the kingdom over all the earth. And inasmuch as the king saw a watcher, a holy one coming down from heaven and saying, chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump and roots in the earth, bound with a uh, band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field, let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him gaze with the beast of the field till seven times pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, that this is the decree of the Most High which has Come upon my lord the king, they shall drive you from men, your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make you eat grass like oxen, they shall wet you with the dew of heaven seven times, shall pass over you, till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdoms of men, and gives to whomever he chooses, and inasmuch as they gave the commandment, the command to leave the stump and roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be assured to you after you come to know that heaven rules. Okay, did you see it? There was a man and he was called a tree and he grew above all other trees. Its height reached to the heaven and he was the king of a city called Babylon. The book of Revelation has such a thing. The book of Re Revelation has uh, a city called Babylon she is a woman, but she has a husband, and the husband is called the beast that carries her. That beast is the beast that is seen in chapter 13. So these two, in their marriage, they have been producing children. And those children have the image of their parents. That's the image of the beast upon them. And who are they? You, me, everyone. Okay, and God says, I need to cast it into the lake of fire. And through that, I will make all things new. So that which must be burned will be burned. So what did we see in chapter 20 of the book of Revelation? Uh, Rose talked about this in the last uh, video. Well, it's where actually uh, we have the image, the beast being cast into the fire. And right after that, we see that fire has destroyed everything uh, that was old, then the new heaven and the new earth passes over. Even this picture of Nebuchadnezzar being restored to the kingdom is showing the truth about every one of us that once you were the old, but then that you were cut down according to that, and now you're new. Jesus, John the Baptist said, even now the axe is at the root of every tree that does not bear fruit. 
But what, what, what tree was he talking about? It, it's the false identity that you, me, and everybody else has taken upon themselves. Okay, they have, we had tried to reach to heaven by our own works. That's what King of Babylon did. That's what Re Genesis chapter 10 tells us that uh, for the first time Babylon tried to do. People said, let us, uh, who are on earth, let us build ourselves a tower and a city whose top reaches to the heaven, uh, lest we be scattered on earth. Okay, once again, heaven, earth, and then a city going to heaven. But then God says, well, that's the earthly trying to exalt itself in heaven. Let me tell you, you are in me, and I am the heavenly, and you are in me. I will bring you out of myself. And then I will tell you, you are the bone of my bone, the flesh of my flesh. Now let us together be ruling as the kings or basically having the kingdom on earth. And that means not to rule over people, that means to serve people with the same blessing that you yourself were blessed by. What was that? The mercy of God, the grace of God, the love of God. So that everybody can be birthed out of these new parents. Okay, so um, I hope that was helpful, uh, but I'm going to see if there is something else that I need to uh, mention. Um, So, uh, there are so many verses that actually speak of, um, there, is a one, there is one verse in Psalm that says, uh, let, the, uh, let the heavens pour out righteousness and let the earth bring forth fruit, uh, sorry, uh, bring forth salvation. Once again, let the heavens pour out righteousness and let the earth bring forth salvation. So, can heaven pour out righteousness? I mean, if the earth can produce salvation, then of course heaven can also pour out uh, righteousness. It's not literal heaven and literal earth. This is again the reality of righteousness that is given from Christ to us so that in us salvation can be born. Okay, when the righteousness of God, the Son of Righteousness shines, the seed that is in us will come out will come to fruition. This is what, um, in fact, uh, Jesus often talked about in several languages. But anyways, um, so I wanted you to see that this is the story of heaven and earth. Now, let's go back to 2 Peter. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 3. Uh, I read the whole thing um, from verse 10 to verse 13. Uh, that talked about eventually, but now we look for a new heaven and new earth in which righteousness dwells, not works. Uh, and remember, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, uh, Hebrews chapter 9 tells us uh, that, uh, let me read it for you, so you can understand this story of works that are in it shall be burned. What does that mean? Um, look at Hebrews chapter 9 verse 13 it says for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh so it says every sacrifice in the old every blood was only applied outwardly externally it was only applying to the flesh verse 14 how much more shall the blood of christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself up without spot to god cleanse this time your conscience from dead works so where does works 
dual in your consciousness. Dead works in your conscience. What does that mean? Your conscience is forcing you to work. And he says, that's what people thought it's serving God. And God says, I need to wash your conscience from that kind of mentality, dead works, so that to serve the living God. So he says, you can't serve God if there is the idea of works in you. Okay, you have to be free. So that's serving. In fact, Paul says, I thank uh, uh, God, my father, whom I serve with a clean conscience, with a clear conscience. What does that mean? I haven't taken a false image upon myself. I'm taking upon myself the image of God. I'm not trying to become something like what Eve thought. If I eat, I shall become. He says, I'm not thinking about that. I'm listening to the voice that is telling me, revealing to me that I am born out of him. I am his child. I am his image and likeness. And as I'm looking to that face, I'm being transformed into that image. So that's serving God with a clean conscience. Why? Because now you can go to other people and say the same thing to them. That they don't need to work for it, that they are God's children. Okay? So anyways, let's go back to Second Peter chapter 3. You now know what the uh, earth and the works that are in it means and what the earth in which righteousness might dwell means. And that's the new, uh, new earth. Verse 14, therefore, beloved, looking, for, uh, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found in him in peace without spot and blameless. Do you know what he just said? He just gave you the interpretation of new heaven and earth. Once again, he doesn't say, wait to go. He says, live in this reality. Once again, therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. This is the new heaven and new earth, a new consciousness. You are in peace. You are spotless. You are that bride that you see yourself one with Christ. And consider that the long-suffering of Lord is salvation as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction as they do also to the rest of the scriptures. Okay, did you, um, did you see what uh, Peter just said? Did you hear what just Peter said? He says there are some scriptures or there are scriptures and those scriptures are the ones that Paul has used to explain to us according to the wisdom that God has given him and what he has been talking about has been everything that I just told you. He says, but it's hard for some to understand. And the ones that are untaught, they will twist the scriptures to their own destruction. So that means the scriptures uh, that Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, is using is for salvation. But some, with a different interpretation, they twist that. And they bring destruction upon themselves. Not God. They bring upon themselves. Paul says to Timothy um, that all scriptures are inspired by God and uh, profitable for doctrine which are able to make you wise for salvation which is in Christ Jesus. So the scriptures are not to destroy you, to threaten you, and to tell you what wretched man you are. The scriptures are to 
give you a wisdom and that wisdom brings salvation to you. And he says that is when you are set free from the old. And he says there is a wisdom that causes this to happen. The same Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and chapter 2 says, the cross of Christ has become for us wisdom and power from God. What is the cross? Dying to the old. Okay, Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, he writes in all his scriptures concerning th these things. So that means Paul has been talking about this um, old to go and the new to come, uh, to see ourselves in Christ as new creation, to experience, to have a new consciousness. And sometimes he uses the scriptures that are symbolic. And Peter says, uh, it's hard to understand. So by the way, first of all, if it's hard to understand for you the teaching that I'm teaching today, don't feel bad. Peter felt the same way for a long time, okay? Because he was turning his face back or turn, turning away from the Lord, the Spirit, and he was going back to the law. You can see that story in uh, Galatians chapter 2. It's obvious, it's clear, you can see it. I mean, there is no doubt about that. Paul stood into his face and he said, why are you doing these things? Why are you who are a Jew and live in a manner of Gentiles are now forcing Gentiles to live like Jews? Don't you know that those things have no value anymore? That the old uh, system, the old temple, the old sacrifice, the old priesthood, the old law, the old way, according to the law of Moses is gone. And now we have the Christ in us. The Spirit is giving life to us. He's revealing to us our identity. And we are far from that old. We are new. And why are you again going back to the old? Why are you again turning back to the old? Just like the, a dog that returns to his own vomit. That's same book, Second Peter chapter 2, verse 22. Okay, so there is a way of righteousness. And that way of righteousness is... Uh, what has been revealed to us through Jesus Christ who has become, become the way for us. Now we know it's not, uh, it's not that God has been trying to get us to serve Him, to believe Him, to worship Him, to do all those things. No, God has been trying to get us back to be reconciled to Him. So instead of escaping from Him, uh, covering ourselves, hiding ourselves from Him, to just run to Him. Okay, and he says this is the whole story and this is the story of salvation. This is the story of wisdom that God has given us so we can uh, be saved from that mind, that serpentish mind, that uh, living according to the wisdom which is uh, beneath and not from above. So uh, anyways, this is the story of uh, heaven and the earth. To be completely from the old and to be entering into the new and that means to have a new uh, basically heart a new mind uh, a new consciousness and eventually a new body okay that is the entire story of newness that Jesus says that I will make this to happen so now uh, going just to give you a summary of uh, everything that we have covered so far uh, the book of Revelation up until chapter 21 is about making the old to go away. So chapter 21 is where we see the old is gone and then we have a new and the new is called a city, the new Jerusalem. It's the bride of Christ. That means there are people on earth now that they have the glory of Christ 
they are now knowing the goodness, the love, the mercy that is everlasting. They don't threaten people with hell. They don't speak lies. They just tell, they just show, they, they just open themselves so that others can also come in. That means there is a beauty in them that others desire. They want to come enter into this city. They, they want to come and enter into uh, this bride of Christ. Um, so anything that you see in the story of the seals, um, the, um, the trumpets and the bulls are toward making all things to go away. There is a need for eyes to be open. There is a need for ears to be open. There is a need to hear what the Spirit says and see what the Spirit shows. So that that blindness that was that started in the garden can be removed and we can see what the Lord is showing us in the Spirit. Okay, so uh, there's one more chapter that would be the next, the, the last teaching on this series, chapter 21. Chapter 21 is all about the tree of life, the throne, uh, which is eventually uh, everything that is in this city. We're going to be looking at that in the next teaching. But before that, I want to invite you if you, uh, if you don't know and if you are not yet a member, we have a membership that uh, goes through uh, details of the book of Revelation verse by verse, symbol by symbol, and word by word. We are covering everything from chapter 1 onward. Right now we are in chapter 4. Uh, and uh, that's a verse by verse teaching of the book of Revelation. Um, if we were to actually cover the book of Revelation this way, there wouldn't be um, enough time and enough energy left for anything else. That's why we are doing a membership on the side. If you are interested, I will leave the... Um, link in the description below you can just click on it go see what it's all about and uh, join us uh, you will definitely enjoy uh, the teachings so uh, by the way it's um, the link is perfectedbyblood.com forward slash revelation membership perfectedbyblood.com forward slash revelation membership but again i will leave that in um, the description so just click on it go check check out the page and uh, other than that uh, grace peace be with you and uh, we will see you in the next teaching would you like to receive more teachings like this there are three ways you can get them first subscribe to our mailing list and get a free book on how to understand the bible by visiting perfectedbyblood.com forward slash sign up second subscribe to our youtube channel and get access to our weekly videos and live streams by visiting youtube.com forward slash perfected by blood. Third, sign up for our online courses by visiting perfectedbyblood.com forward slash pbb dash courses dash and dash memberships. I'll leave the link to all these three options down below in the description section. Go check them out. We look forward to seeing the unveiling of Christ in you.